Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the Hemingway List, Oxford Book O Verse, Day 2. Day 3, I should say. Maybe I should um, label these Day 1, Day 2. Whatever. Uh, we're talking about Robert Manning of Brun, uh, and then we'll be reading the next poet, which is uh, John Barber. So, a uh, little housekeeping first. Not housekeeping, but we're still discussing the format. Do we like the way this is formatted, etc.? Zoc says, information. If we read one author per day, this is going to take 275 days or even longer since we've got, we do get authors like Samuel Taylor Coleridge. We would not be able to follow this format because it would be too much for one day. Some, oh, okay, so I'm guessing that that one particular poet has a ton of poems. You know, we could run through them in a day, but maybe not. Some authors have only one very short poem, while others have several long poems. Yep. Um, I see where you're getting at. I like where you're coming from. I, um, I feel like the poetry, this little poetry break, I like that some days will be very, very short. You know, one very short poem, and probably that'll be quite often. Today is a good example. Yesterday was a good example. Just a short poem. Um, poems are densely packed, you know, and I feel like even a short poem can be unraveled into a lot of discussion. So I hope that while we're reading poetry, the podcast will be skewed more towards discussion than reading, whereas traditionally, you know, the reading goes for longer than the discussion part. Um, but overall, we'll be looking at shorter podcasts than usual, just because the readings are so short. Um, I like I like that idea, personally. And I don't mind that the podcasts will be varied in length. I think typically they will be short, sometimes they'll be long. Um, and I also don't mind that this will take 275 days or, or longer. Um, I mean, we spent two whole years so far just reading War and Peace. Um, we spent about probably six months or so, I think, on Bottom Brooks. Um, there's been some other real long ones. The Brothers Karamazov, uh, Anna Karenina. There's been a lot of long books. And I don't mind if this takes a long time. It's a different pace. And I think, I think you're right, though, Zoc, in trying to figure this out and, and figure out what is the best format and I know the podcast isn't the only consideration it's also a reddit community and a read-along community for a lot of people who don't even listen to the podcast um, but I kind of like I feel like we should continue with this method for a bit um, at least for you know a month or two um, which sounds like a long time but when we're talking about 275 days you know that's only probably 20% of the book, um, and just let it settle in, you know, find the rhythm with it, find out if it's working or not, I think it's too early to judge, um, but if we chop and change it, you know, changing the format at this point means restructuring the podcast, restructuring the daily discussion forums and that kind of thing. So, yeah, long story short, I think we'll stick for this for now, uh, it's too early to, to say, I think, if this is working or not. Uh, we'll power through and 
I think we'll probably end up just sticking with this method, but we will we'll keep this topic, we'll keep a pin in it and we'll reassess. Now, uh, what did you think of Rabbit Manning of Bruin's poem? Um, the Dinosaur Wing says, I'm glad my Northern Renaissance literature 1500 to 1600 class is finally coming to use. It was a couple of years ago, but I recall my professor saying that praise poems were an exercise done in Northern Europe where students, mostly men, highly educated in Latin and Greek, but maybe not at the point that this poem was written, will be asked to pick something and try to wrap it in as much praise as possible. So these kinds of poems are heavy in artificial language and therefore lack the kind of realist intent of a lot of modern poetry. Maybe some more knowledgeable folks in this area might be able to help me here. Oh, there you go, a praise poem. It does, now that you say that, feel like just kind of ladling on as much praise as you can for any given topic. Um, factor, uh, sorry, Techrifics says, uh, interesting, kind of like the etudes in music that became a thing much later. This particular praise poem is interesting because even though God is mentioned, it feels more secular not like the one yesterday they felt almost pagan, but still secular. Maybe some of you would disagree. I would agree. I think you've phrased it better than I did. But I said, you know, they're talking about Jesus in some cases and God and, and that, but they don't feel crazy. They don't feel like, uh, you know, church poems, you know, or Bible poems. They don't feel overly religious. Um, fact. Oh, Techrific. I keep. I've, what I've done is, <laughs> I've changed from old Reddit, which I love, to new Reddit, which I don't love as a format. But it does make posting the daily discussion prompt thing a lot easier in this case because I'm copy pasting links, and you can't really copy paste links in the old Reddit without having to go through the whole formatting thing manually. Um, anyway, long story short, I've changed to the new format of reddit and i keep reading people's i don't know like people's little tag instead of their name just because it, it looks odd to me so every time i go to read techrific i read the bit under it which says factotum uh so anyway techrific says my own attempt at a modern version no thing is to man so clear as women's love in good kinds a good woman is man's bliss, good fortune. There her love right and steadfast is. There is no joy under heaven of all that man may name. That should a man so much gladden as a good woman that loveth true, nor dearer is none in God's flock than a chaste woman with love. With lovely word. Well done, Tech. Appreciate your modern translation. Acoustic Eel says, I took a class on the history of English language in college and it was one of my favourite classes. I thought it would be helpful to explain a bit about what English exactly we're reading. I've made a TLDR because I rambled again. <laughs> TLDR. English began with Old English in the 1400s AD, but this book doesn't have any poems from this period. The Middle English period lasted from the Norman French invasion of 1066 until the Tudor period in the 1500s when the printing press became widespread we are reading Middle English currently okay there you go I was saying Old English apparently I got that wrong we're reading Middle English the French brought lots of vocabulary vocabulary into Middle English 
to the point where over half of the words we now use are of French and Latin origin, and only about a third are native English words. The English-speaking masses in general had low writing skills and with a lack of a standard form of English, regional differences in spelling abounded. Shakespeare did not come around until the early modern English, E-M-E, period. Okay, that is interesting. I love stuff like that. The history of languages is it's not certainly not a uh, something I'm really knowledgeable about, but I do love little tidbits like that and learning about the evolution of different languages, especially English. Uh, so, thanks, Acoustic Eels. Feel free to drop as much of this kind of knowledge as you want throughout. So, it looks like... What are we in? We're in the 1300s and 1400s at the moment with these poems. We will soon be reaching the 1500s, which is when the... Uh, oh, did I get that right? Yeah, so the Middle English lasts until the 1500s. So it sounds like once we hit the 1500s, we'll be in that early modern English period and things will be a lot easier to read without having to look up translations. So that's good to know. Um, cool. Awesome. Love it. Let's read the next poem. Today's poem is of Scottish origin. Um, and I've gone ahead and just found a translation so that we're not reading the one from the actual Gutenberg book, although you can, uh, but I found one where the, the English is tidied up a little bit. It's called Freedom and it's by John Barber. Ah, freedom is a noble thing. Freedom makes man to have liking. Freedom all solace to man gives. He lives at ease that freely lives. A noble heart may have none ease, nor alleys naught that may him please. If freedom fail, for free liking, is yearned over all other thing, nor he that has a lived free may not know well the property. The anger, nor the wretched doom that is coupled to foul thraldome. But if he had essayed it, then all procure he should it wit, and should think freedom more to prize than all the gold in the world that is. Um, and a little bit of vocab for you. I said Alice in there. Um, the line was, um, nor Alice naught that may him please. Alice means else. So, nor else naught that may him please. Nothing else he would please, I suppose that means. I, A-Y-E, means always, nor he that I lived free. Essayed means tried. Uh, where was that one? Can't see that one now. Oh, here it is. But if he had essayed it, if he had tried it, and procure means by heart, then all procure he should it wit, then all by heart, he should it wit. There you go. Beautiful. Freedom by John Barber. What did you reckon? Did you love it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What was your favorite bit? Etc. I'll see you in the comments and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.